Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Let's take a quick break. You know what's one of my favorite things to do post-dancing rehearsal? Not going to lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rum Haven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rum Haven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality show is back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some Rum Haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Hey everyone, this is John Roca from Collider. By now, you've likely heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all of these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus is one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From beloved classics like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame to critically acclaimed documentaries like National Geographic's Free Solo, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. Disney Plus also offers some of the most beloved TV shows of all time, including 30 seasons of the Emmy Award-winning animated series The Simpsons. And if that weren't enough, Disney Plus has also rolled out a host of originals like The Mandalorian, the first-ever Star Wars live-action series, and high school musical The Musical The Series, a very meta take on the beloved film franchise. It's no wonder Disney Plus has become one of the most talked-about streaming services of 2019. So don't miss out. Sign up for Disney Plus now and start streaming all this great content today. Let's take a quick break. You know what's one of my favorite things to do post-dancing rehearsal? Not going to lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rum Haven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away, which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rum Haven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality shows back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some Rum Haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rule of Two, episode 70. We got Jamie Costa here whoa, right whoa, now whoa, whoa. with executive producer Danny Paykoff. I am so excited. Going right into it, everybody. Thank you for joining us at episode 70. 
episode 70 of Rule of Two. Joined by always is Mark Fernandez. How are you, sir? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. But I didn't want to bury the lead here. No, dude. This is exciting for us, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Look, I'm very excited to have Jamie, who's become uh, one of my favorite collaborators recently. Yeah, he's uh, kind of a mainstay here at Collider now with uh, a lot of your stuff going on with uh, the deep fake and not only a ton of stuff. If you guys have been watching Above the Line, our deep fake roundtable, you can see Jamie playing. uh, Ewan McGregor does a great job. We have a bunch of other stuff in the the can that we're pretty excited about. But uh, look, man, today is a day to celebrate Star Wars fandom yes. with, with the Kenobi film that I've been lucky enough to see mm. um, a cut of. Yes. You were there with me. I saw – yeah, I, I, I got in late but saw yeah, – oh, yeah. I cannot wait for everybody yeah. to see this. But we are very lucky to have them here because we get to debut the trailer for Kenobi so you guys can see it. And we're going to put that link in the description in a little bit. We're going to debut it on the show. But real quick, I want to remind you all right now that uh, Rula 2 is sponsored this episode by Heroes and Villains. Yeah. Let's pay the bills. If Let's you guys want to go and check out a lot of this good stuff that they have, they have all yeah. new lines, Batman and Joker, Star Trek, the uh, Mandalorian. We have a ton of Star Wars Mandalorian stuff over yeah. there. If you go to heroesvillains.com, no and in there, heroesvillains.com. If you put in Rule 10 at checkout, you get 10% ten percent, I should say, <laughs> off your order on checkout. And check every day, guys, because they have different deals going on where you can get like a percentage off of the order. And then on top of things, if you put rule ten in there on checkout, you get a ten percent on addition charge. So you're gonna get a ton of stuff. So we thank heroesvillains.com. But we wanted to get these guys in here to not only yeah. talk Kenobi, but to talk about Mandalorian, talk yeah. about Star Wars and all that good stuff, Fernandez. Look, you don't make a Star Wars fan film Okay, at the level that you guys did, if you're not a gigantic Star Wars fan, that's correct. Okay, so and, and like that, that even doesn't really sell it, right? Like that doesn't actually communicate the amount of effort it takes to do anything, right? Okay, to just coordinate two people, it takes effort. Mm-hmm. Now imagine coordinating an army, having to drive out to the middle of nowhere, have props, have product, you know, like movie level, like camera gear. This is a huge, huge, huge undertaking. And it only happens out of the love for this incredible franchise. Absolutely. So. You can see it in there with what you guys did. Yeah. And we'll celebrate that today. We'll yeah. talk about that today. So without further ado, let's do this. It's episode 70 of Rule of Two Rise. Yes, that's right. Episode yeah. 70, Rule of Two here, sponsored today by Heroes and Villains. Thank you for that. So, guys, real quick, Jamie Costa, Danny Paycup, pleasure having you in here. Um, Jamie, when did you start this idea to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi fan film? What was uh, I know you did Han Solo. Was it around that time? Was it before the announcement of Kenobi series? How did yes. this all start, and how did you get involved with Danny? Yes, it- well, that's what's going to make this an extra special episode, talking about all of that. Yeah. Um, it was conceived as a, hey, let's actually just do, let, let's do this. Let's start raising funds and everything. Um, when we said uh, earlier this year, when we talk theory, that's how these things come up. You know, you talk right. theory with your friends, and then you find a theory that you feel so good about. You're like, 
damn, we, yeah, we could do that. Mm. Um, and then we start making it, you know, into a script, bouncing it around, and then we go, yeah, let's, we feel good about it. Let's let's get some funds and make this happen. That was earlier this year around March, I believe. March. And um, and then yes, <laughs> uh, on this show, you guys were kind enough to yeah. bring me on. Yeah, I remember it was a fun ass episode. Yeah, that, that was one yeah, of my yeah. faves. And yeah, yeah. and during our our fundraising, mm-hmm. and that was just it was an honor. But I just I really appreciate it, and I want to say thank you guys. Oh, yeah. anytime, anytime, brother, anytime. anytime. Because is... without that, we would have never got this thing to the level of production that it is, and that you will witness, and that you've witnessed so far. Yeah, um, without Danny Paycoff. And this guy's this guy's strange. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't. No, no, that is true. No, he's, he's, it's a strange godsend because he saw you guys. We he then reached out, and I said, you know, okay, watch out. You know, somebody's wanting to put money towards it. Mm-hmm. So you have to filter out. You know, do the emails back and forth. And we finally met, and we had a talk. And I was like, damn it, it's, he still sounds too good to be true. And then we just kept moving forward. And, guys, it's one of those rare ones where the too good to be true was true all the way. And wow. Danny Petkoff, freaking big fan. Yeah. On the same page as everybody and what this project honestly just tries to do as fandom. Um, just brought it to the level that we could not have. Um, wow. And I'm not talking just funds. He, I love I loved blowing, blowing smoke up his beard yeah. because yeah. Oh, I love it too, buddy. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, we got George. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. George. Oh, George Lucas oh, is here, everybody. George <laughs> Salty George Lucas is here. George Lucas. Hi, guys. Such a fan. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Mr. Lucas. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I was just uh, I was here getting some donuts. So, oh, good. Hi, how are you, George Lucas? How are you, Danny Pagan? Danny Pagan. Pagan. Uh, he helped executively produce the Kenobi yeah, fans. We, we both produced Star Wars. So. Oh, good. Well, my lawyers are going to be talking about <laughs> Actually, not my lawyers. Disney's lawyers. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> so you made a little little picture? Yes. Little... In, in honor of you. Oh, that's cute. You made a little, you made a little t-shirt? Was that? Was yep. Kenobi. Kenobi oh, fan film. That's great. What's this one about? <laughs> <laughs> Two hours too long. What is it? No. Do you play Obi Wan Kenobi? Possibly. I see. You look good. Yeah. You, look like you could be a young Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Did you talk to Ewan about it, or does he know about this? Oh, uh, it's all in celebration for Ewan. Oh, you guys are in so much deep shit. I love <laughs> all right, guys. Well. Uh, Guys, fellas, I know these two. Oh, he's got a shirt too. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm I'm, I'm repping the Kenobi. <laughs> you know how it is. Well, hey, it's George, out of my hands. George, George, let me ask you a question because yeah. I, I think this is very relevant to yeah. you. You can you can even have a seat if you want. Sure, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. um, oh, George, okay. talk to me a little bit about the what what the spirit of Star Wars was when you allowed all the fans to go out there and create these fan pictures. Well, like like how did that all sort of come well, about? Sort of when you know YouTube and all that. This is even before that. We had uh, Hardware Wars. Do you guys remember Hardware Wars? No. Mm. Yes. I love Hardware Wars. Augie Ben Doggy, Ham Salad. You yeah. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was a guy who made a, uh, his own film. Uh, they had sort of you know flying like an iron used to iron your clothes. It was, became a spaceship. And, mm-hmm. But it shot on film. It was a wonderful film. I think it's great. I think it's great. People are very creative. I think the things that you know, what Jamie's doing here is, is uh, spectacular. It's way better than whatever crap they're doing now. Unfiltered George think, Lucas here. I think a lot of the uh, fan films are even are better than the stuff that they're making now in the in the, in the theaters. Well, oh, there it is. is. <laughs> oh, George, Lord. what are you doing here at Collider once again? Well, I'm just here uh, trying to 
they scroll me a ticket to see the new movie. <laughs> they won't. They won't let me in. Some concierge. Will be they won't let. They didn't give you. An so invite. George, you didn't, didn't get a. You didn't yeah. get a ticket. Disney did not invite you to Rise of Skywalker. Well, I've been talking a lot of shit about Baby Yoda. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoda, How dare you? Puppet, get over it. Well, I'm sure we could do something to get him a ticket. <laughs> I mean, help me out. So also the donuts here are great. I love the donuts. Very true. Well, we'll get you an invite to the Kenobi fan film. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'd love to see that. <laughs> Can't wait for that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. I think it's wonderful. It's actually the spirit of, uh, you know, when we were young filmmakers, American Zoetrope with uh, Coppola and De Palma and all those guys. We were, we were young. We were independent. When I made uh, my first film, THX 1138, I was... Oh, you guys can't hear me. Yeah, yeah. we can barely hear you, George. I want to get oh, you I, a I, little I, bit oh. mic'd here. Hi, George Lucas, creator of Star Wars. There it is. <laughs> Finally. I'll say everything I said before. Uh, I think you guys are great, and thanks for all the love, and... The new films are terrible, and uh, <laughs> Baby Yoda's stupid. It's a puppet. Get over it. And uh, what else? Oh, I was going to spoil the end of The Mandalorian for you. In the final episode, uh, Jar Jar Binks eats Baby Yoda. Oh. <laughs> Good spoiler. He just, <laughs> just eats him. He just looks at the camera and gives a thumbs up. Fade to black. <laughs> Created by Dave Filoni. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But seriously, Jar Jar ate frogs as well. He sure did. So it seems a little weird, but everyone's so excited about this baby eating frogs. Yeah. I, I did it first and better, quite frankly. <laughs> but I appreciate what you guys are doing. It's the true spirit of independent film. That's that's what we all were when we were growing up and going to USC. We were making independent films, and and so we had to do it ourselves, and that's what you guys did. And it's nice. You know, we didn't have guys like you coming in and you know giving us the money. Well, I did. I Coppola. Maybe you've heard of him, Francis Ford Coppola. Franny Copes, I call him Franny Copes. He, uh, I'm pretty drunk right now, guys, so I apologize. But he, he helped finance uh, THX 1138, my first major picture. Robert Duvall, ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. yeah, I've heard of him. You show respect, boy. You show respect. I'm just kidding. You're a good kid. Anyway, here I, I don't want to hold this thing anymore. I'm so, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Well, I mean, look, this is what Collider's yeah. all about. We got George Lucas works here now. Yeah, you George know. Lucas works here. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> You weren't doing anything, George. Oh. We could we could have used you, you well, know. It's there like, he goes, <laughs> and, he, and he's out. <laughs> George Lucas, it is his nap time. So thank you very much, George Lucas. I guess that's uh, there. Okay, here we are. <laughs> so back to it, guys. Yes, Mr. Lucas, you can join in whenever you want. Enjoy your nap, Danny. How? So you got the, the this. next time George Lucas interrupts it when you're blowing sunshine. Right, at you, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Come that on. is the way we <laughs> do it. It doesn't happen every day, right? Yeah. That's pretty honored. Um, I can't believe you were actually watching. So you're watching that Rule of Two episode where Jamie was on. And so, what was it like for you? And how big of a Star Wars fan are you to do that? I mean, huge. I watch Rule of Two all the time. There it is. <laughs> I'm big enough to spend several hours a week watching you, your guys' stuff. You're the one. You're the one. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. It, it, uh, listen, I mean, I'm obviously biased because I, I just think that this uh, short film is way above what my expectations were, mm. and that would not have happened if it wasn't for you guys doing that show straight up. So thank you, man. Um, it's cool. Are yeah, we was... talking about Phantom Menace? Are we, talk... are we doing Phantom Menace? <laughs> I gotta go, guys. I'm sorry. I... George, it's okay, George. Gotta... Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. It was a real pleasure. Real best pleasure. of luck to you guys. It's a great right. film, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best, George. Look, I, it, it's just like this is what this is what being uh, in this business is all about. You can give guys like George Lucas a home. Yeah, when he really needs it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we had no idea just how bad Disney was to George until he, we realized he's homeless and uh, living on our stoop here at Collider. So, yeah. okay. Um, so anyway, taking it back down to like the the sort of um, amazing sort of you know elements that brought us all together. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously have made a ton of fan films before, right? You did uh, the Han Solo. Fan film, been in some, helped make some. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You did the um, the Wolverine fan film, which mm-hmm. I was a big fan of back in the old days. Yeah. Um, you also have another one called Origins that was just announced yes. uh, recently that actually looks really, really interesting. I did not know this one. Which what is Origins about? If we can do I a didn't little know this what's going on? Buddy? Yeah, very cool. Oh, I, <laughs> I thought I got first. Did he know <laughs> about this? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> so much to premiere today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Origins has already been announced. I'm not spilling announced, the beans. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I think I showed him maybe a little cut or something. In fact, we borrow a clip from my good friend Phil, uh, who produced, directed uh, everything on that um, from the UK. He let me oh, when we were yeah. yeah when we were shooting that. He knew what we were up to, and he goes, "I tell you what, we'll throw the aerial guys up and get you some B-roll, mm. and you might can have some of that if you want it." Awesome. Later down the road, we actually use a shot. Um, in our film. So there's a little bit of Morocco in the film, along with wow. all the other brilliant locations we've got. Yeah. And, um, Puerto Rico. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we went everywhere. <laughs> Disney <laughs> stages. Um, no. That's incredible. But yeah. And, and, and I just realized the Origins film that you're referring to yeah. because yeah. I did see that trailer, and uh, there it is. That's, I'm glad with my, my research is ahead of me here. <laughs> that comes uh, out, it looks yeah. amazing, my friend. Thanks, and that's man. And is that an Indiana Jones kind of homage to. The Star Wars universe. It's right? an homage to the origins of Star Wars slash George Lucas inspirations. Yeah. To but George Indiana. had nothing to do with it. George Lucas had. Yeah. Listen, that George Lucas had nothing to do with it. As much as I want to bring him back in and talk it. Yeah. No. <laughs> George had nothing to do with it. But it was really fun. I actually have seen that cut of the film, and uh, it's really, really good. It comes out uh, later this week. And, yeah. Uh, so, 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 Danny, tell me a little bit about your background with Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much probably pretty similar to everybody who, you know, to your typical Collider uh, fan base. Yeah. Uh, my first memory of my life is actually Star Wars based. It was, uh, I have seven older brothers, and it was uh, Return of the Jedi, so I think it was what, May 25th, 83, something like that. that I don't know. Yeah. I know that's the original uh, right. release date. Yeah. But, um, and uh, I was four, and all my brothers went down to the first screening, which at that time was 10 a.m. And, you know, we lived on this big hill, and I was really upset that my mom basically wouldn't let me ride my tricycle with my brothers riding their bikes. And so, you know, she ended up taking me to, the, I think, the 1 o'clock screening or whatever whatever was next. And just, yeah, going in there and um, seeing uh, the, the shuttle land and all that stuff, it's really mm-hmm. the first thing that I remember. And then walking out of the theater in a matinee and not understanding why my eyes, right. you know, it's kind of, yeah, man, spending the night uh, a week in line for The Phantom Menace in, in Newport. Did you really do that? I really did. Oh, yeah, wow, man. man. Awesome. I'm, I'm a level one geek, bro. Before it was cool being a geek, too. Right, exactly. Newport, Connecticut. Is that where you're from? No, Newport Beach, California. Oh, Newport yeah. Beach. Uh, we we actually have a lot of connections. Both Coast grew up guy. in... Uh, Yo, you're from Newport. No, Newport, Rhode Island. Newport, yeah. Rhode Island. Newport, Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we grew up in Orange County together, so we kind of know the same kind of area and everything. That's so, cool. so, Danny, so years later now, as you, know, you remember the original trilogy and obviously the prequels, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, you know, it's Empire. It's right? Empire. Yeah. I figured, right? It's If it's not my favorite, it's certainly the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the original Star Wars has a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty big drop-off after that. But, yeah, right. I, you know, I love Rogue One. Um, I love 
Most of Return of the Jedi? Most yeah. of Return of the Jedi, okay. Yeah. And, I love uh, uh, speaking into microphones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes a little to get it to get used to. The, uh, the Rule of Two army out there, sorry about this, guys. We just we got a lot of people in here. We're trying to have a, a fun time. Some people were complaining that they couldn't hear George. Right. I saw that in the <laughs> chat, we, and we, thank we you. We apologize about that. It was nothing but filth coming out of his mouth anyway. Yeah, it was. We, had to, get, we had to get that. Yeah, <laughs> we had to get the, uh, the mic away from him, and he needs his nap right now. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, thank you, Rule of Two army in there. I am reading some of your thoughts, and, and chat so we can uh, take some questions maybe later if you'd like but uh, sure. continue Mark. So so one little follow up question so what? How, how do you take the leap from being a lifelong Star Wars fan into saying hey I want to get involved with a fan film that's not about money that's not about ROI that's purely about expressing a point of view inside the Star Wars franchise. What motivates somebody to go in there and do that? Yeah, yeah so uh, you know, I've always thought that that story, you know, like sort of headcanon, as, as Jamie likes to say, uh, always existed for me. Like, okay, well, if he's out here, you know, 18 years or whatever it is out in this little hut hanging out, like something has to happen. He doesn't just sit there and, you know, booze all the time or whatever, like go to the cantina. Right. Something has to go down at some point, right? And so there was always um, sort of that little germ of that idea was always there. Uh, and then I was, you know, watching your show and I, and I saw that uh, you guys were making it. And I have a uh, Back to the Future uh, project in mind uh, that's based around George McFly uh, that I want to really executive produce and try to make that into a, a, a sellable product. Mm. Uh, but I have no background in film at all. So when I saw this, I was like, you know, this is a, uh, I don't want to use the word cheap, but, you know, relative to film production, right? right. Like a, a, a relatively easy way for me to dip my toes in the water and see, you know, do I like this process or am I just a consumer of film and, you know, I don't want to know how the sausage is made, so to speak. Um, and I, I couldn't have had more fun doing it, and I couldn't have been more impressed. I know that sounds all cliche, like, ooh, everybody's super talented, but, like, dude, I was blown away. That's I great. mean, it, going on set here, it looks like every behind-the-scenes documentary that you watch mm-hmm. for the making of, that's what it looked like walking on. It was just like, man, this is like a full-blown film shoot. You guys killed it. Yeah. So Danny likes to tell you guys, you guys, Danny was very much a part of a lot of things. Yeah. The writing, by the way. Mm-hmm. There's awesome stuff that you'll hear in, in the actual lines in the film that straight from Danny. Not the lines in the trailer, actually. In, in, in the trailer. <laughs> in the trailer that will premiere today. Um, and But that's the level of passion at every corner. Mm-hmm. And it was really just fun to work with somebody who's not just dropping off the bag of money. right. right. Um, it's just really cool, and I, I love to toot that horn because it, it's true. It's a toot, it's a horn yeah. that I can toot and feel like okay about. So, it. so first of all, I think Back to the Future is a perfect <clears throat> movie. Okay, I don't know if it's my favorite movie or even in my top five, but it is an absolutely perfect movie. <laughs> I, I I noticed the shirt, of course. I actually own a DeLorean. That's phenomenal. That I so actually cool. I actually have and a DeLorean. You are correct. It is the perfect movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Back to the Can't Future is is a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. And like we did a Collider screening of it about a year and a half ago, two years right. ago. You were there. I rode in on a hoverboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah you rode God. in on a hoverboard. <laughs> and man, when, when when I saw this movie up like again on the big screen setting, I was like, this is friggin' perfect. Yeah. You know. So I love that background. Um, and and now it makes actually a lot of sense. You know. So you have ambitions to do more. Uh, 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 sort of bigger film projects. You don't know enough about the space, so why don't you dip your toes into something you can be a little bit passionate about, but also something that can teach you. Yeah, it's a learning process, and you know it's awesome. And as we were walking in here, and I'm like, dude, is, my expectations are screwed now because this film is, and of course again, I'm biased, but I think it's shockingly good. Mm. Like, and 
You know, I'm like, is this how it works every time when you walk in and you make these fan films? And no. He's like, dude, no, not no. at all. And I'm sitting here like, with us? Yes, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to say that as George McFly, but right. you got to, come on. Yes, Danny, with us. <laughs> it's your density. Your destiny. So when you got involved, Danny, how far along were you? Was the script done? Because, Jamie, you said that he, he no. collaborated with you. So we were drafts in. Okay. But it was definitely not where I wanted it. And um, it's it was good. It's been a great process. Mm-hmm. But he helped elevate um, everybody. I mean, it's just super cool how it's just uh, it just escalated even into production. He can tell you he witnessed on production, man, a whole other wave of passion hit mm-hmm. made me feel the project way more special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't realize it. I actually totally didn't realize that level of like it's just it's it's take it swept me up a bit, um, and I was already. Talking it up, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So you're there on location with them, which yeah. is a whole nother beast. When you get out into the elements, film, fan or otherwise, anything can go wrong. Did anything go wrong? Were you there to kind of be like, oh shit, way. and let's let me make some uh, <laughs> no, decisions here to like help smooth things along? I mean, so any any kind of particular stories you had from being on set. You trying to get my hat that was running away by using oh, the force. <laughs> he's in character, right? My hat blows off and it's it's gone. And he's chasing it. I've got a video of it. He's chasing it with his hand out. That was, that was, that was a good one. How many, um, how many days did you shoot for? Six. Six? Six, yeah. yeah. I was only there for two. I, I just had a baby, and I, I was kind of on, like, baby watch during that time. So right. being out in the uh, desert, it's sort of like, what, Like, were you guys sleeping out in campers? Did you camp out? or how did the- Some did. Yeah. Our, our director, badass Jason Satterland, mm-hmm. camped out with Jacques, or Jack Shears. I don't know how to pronounce his last yeah. name. His name is, like, all over the place. It's either Jacques or Jacques, right? It's like Boba Fett and Boba Fett. Yeah, right, he you. just lets <laughs> us guess. He doesn't even tell us. Um, but they are really cool. They get to kind of camp out and just stay out there, especially when we were at Trona Pinnacles. Um, but we had two different awesome locations, um, and it was definitely the elements. I mean, we were out there yep. fighting. It was gnarly. And the movie also has kind of an unexpected cast member in it that, like, people that are following it closely might know mm-hmm. exactly who it is. But do you want to speak a little bit about that? Yeah. It's been spoiled for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it hasn't been spoiled largely yet. So, uh, yeah, we had James Arnold Taylor who is canon voice uh, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi for, I think, almost like 10-plus years now. Yeah. Um, and he was so cool about coming on and talking about another wave of awesome energy and passion and just like, what? Really? You're going to – you okay. And he came on and nailed it. That's Dude, fantastic. He's so good. And so he's an actual actor in he's it? He's on yeah. screen oh and just yeah. does a very interesting role for it. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Cool. Uh, he actually uh, got – while we were on set, here's a set story for you. Mark Hamill was tweeting about our project while we were on set, which is – uh, You can't do better than that. Yeah, it was Unreal. Thanks to James. He's yeah. sitting there like texting him with Mark Hamill <laughs> and like showing him a picture of him, of the young Luke yeah. we have. And like Mark Hamill – tweeting about it. Yeah, guy. Mark Hamill goes, Jeez. you know, I approve on Twitter or whatever of, of, of this hashtag mini-me. Yeah, so, so, so what was your one goal that you had when you set out to make this picture? Well, let me tell you. Uh, I didn't realize the goal. It, it, it became more so re- um, in my mind like, oh, that's the goal. Um, he mentioned if we can make that a meeting once we had. He's like, guys, if we can just make A New Hope better, if we can help serve it up, just like Rogue One did, mm-hmm. serve it up, cater it up, we've done our job. Right. And I just was like, that made that. That spoke to me, and I've been saying it around ever since because I'm like, that's true. Um, and it's, it, it's the spirit 
of Star Wars for me too. Before that, I, it was just like, man, I just want to get out of my system how I feel about Star Wars, yeah, and how I think a lot of folks feel about Star Wars, and just and just get it out, get it out of my system, and just because before the, this was before the Kenobi series was announced, right? It's one of those things where I was actually hoping if this came out, it would nudge the idea of putting a green light on the Kenobi series um, with Ewan McGregor. Like, that was, like, my dream. And now that they announced it, I was just like, thank God, that's so cool. Yeah, because I was going to ask, did it change any of your planning? Did it Did it, it stop only, you? And it, it only t- seems enhanced and, and shot you in the positive arm as well, just wanting helped. to make it go. It yeah. only helped because it's just kind of fun marketing, you know. Yeah. Like, it's a talk point right now, and it's it's really cool. Um, personally, I'm selfishly very interested in seeing you and McGregor come back as Obi Wan um, Kenobi. Same I think or... we all are, man. I think we're all super hyped about that. So, look, why don't we give it like a like a five little minute countdown here? Okay, you know, for everybody there in the chat, in five minutes we'll we'll play the trailer. Perfect. Time and then and after end. we play the trailer, you can find the trailer on Jamie Costa's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. That's youtube.com forward slash Jamie Costa. We'll also have um, link a link will be in the description link down below. As yeah, and, as and like, it look, play, premieres. You know, for me, my big takeaway is, you know, I I obviously have all this headcanon going on in my head all the time, you know, and like all of you know, like that daydream. Like if I got the keys to the castle, you know, how would I decorate it? You know, what would I want to do with it? And like that's an endless spiral of inspiration. I mean, musing off of Star Wars is such an incredible, incredible thing. Mm-hmm. And typically, the only way that you can actually for the most people, the, the way that you can actually exercise that that demon, so to speak, is through video games, right? Because video games, you have a lot of role-playing capacity, especially mm-hmm. the multiplayer ones, mm-hmm. which is why I'm so partial to, like, Star Wars Galaxies because you had a community where you were, you know, even though people know that you're people, you, you also kind of role-play a little bit into that Star Wars good guy, bad guy thing. Yeah. And that's about as far as it goes. The next level up, right, you have people that do these little animations, fun things. Then you have people like us that just talk about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But then you have people that put it all on the line, like right. you guys, and go out there, spend real money, real time, and put it on the line. Because when, when, when you put this much effort into something, it becomes that much easier to critique it yeah. mm-hmm. and to shit on it. Mm. You know, so it's a lot more vulnerable. Oh, very. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, that that's awesome, man, because that's what the creative process is all about. It's all about taking that leap and being as vulnerable as you possibly can be. Mm-hmm. And then hoping that the audience reaction to it teaches you a little something for the next one. You know? Right. And it's interesting you bring that up because it, it seems like lately there's the divisiveness of the fans with the Disney movies. So did you worry about that going in or – I've seen a, almost a resurgence of some of these fan films because it seems like the fans are a little bit more welcome of kind of outside the Disney bubble takes on this property. Did you have any of that in mind when you're writing this or is it just like, nope, this is coming from here. Fuck it. I'm doing it. I, I think that's it. Yeah. People can take whatever they want from it and I think it, there's nothing in there that feels divisive, which is what I'm really proud of as well um, because I'm all about let's do this all together. We're all in on this, you know. Right. So like – I really think everybody, on whatever side of the aisle you're on, they're just going to love it. I think it's very special. It's very – it's got – it's tender. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's got real hard. So look, um, are we ready for it? Well, we got three minutes, two and a half minutes now. But if we want to just say screw that and play it because I think Hold a on, lot of people Cody, are in there. Cody in the booth, are you all queued up? Yeah, I can play it whenever. 
All right. Well, I think people are just really into this. They want it. So let's do this. We're going to debut the Kenobi fan film trailer here for you right now. You're as foolish as your dead religion. You think you're protecting him? You're putting him in danger, Ben. And not just him. You can't avoid the Empire the rest of your life. Hello there. And we're back. And we are back. Big guys, this looks phenomenal. It looks gorgeous. I cannot wait to see this. When is it actually dropping? The full thing where everybody can see it. Do you have a date yet? You know what? You know what? I'm going to call an audible. Okay. Let's roll it again. You want to roll it again? Let's do it. Let's roll it again. Uh, for the, there's some people in the, that caught him by surprise in like the chat Jake room. Rivers, they were roll it the again. Caught him by surprise in the chat room. to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Caught him by surprise. Let's roll it again. Let's the roll audible it one more is time. out there. We're rolling it one more time. Pay attention. You're as foolish as your dead religion. You think you're protecting him? You're putting him in danger, Ben. And not just him. You can't avoid the Empire the rest of your life. Hello there. Me. And we are back again. Right. Yeah. Thank you, everybody there in the chat. We see you. We see your reactions. All of you rolling it again. They wanted more of this. They're saying, I see so much positivity here. You guys, I'm so excited for this. So I was asking again, when can I see it? Everybody wants to know where they can see it, all that kind of jazz. Well, tentatively, right now, we haven't made a you know, permanent, hey, this is it. You're okay. about to if you say it. But I'm about to. I know, I'm about to. This puts the heat on, under our, our butts, though. Um, so we're hoping to premiere it uh, the 23rd and then a release publicly uh, the 24th at Christmas Eve, a lovely Christmas uh, That's a Christmas present for us. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I we have our that. own. Uh, for, for, for all the Collider folks, we also are, are, are going to do a Christmas drop for you guys, so stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see this film. But I want to mention one thing in particular about this movie movie that to me hit me the hardest okay and this is non-spoiler i have seen a cut of the movie jamie was nice enough to show me an early cut of it uh but it was it was all there you know and and to me the 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 biggest takeaway about this movie is that we all of course know jamie we're all big jamie fans Mm -hmm. okay jamie is a master voiceover artist Mm -hmm. okay he's a master impressionist okay even when you and I have collaborated together, we've typically collaborated in the art of impressions. Right. Okay? Now, it's very easy to assume that when you start watching this movie that Jamie is going to do his AAA incredible Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan impression. But when you watch the movie, which is to me the thing that I took away the most from it, it's not an impression mm-hmm. whatsoever. But it is extremely consistent with the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Jamie's not trying to ham it up or do the types of things that we like doing together because it's fun and it's a parody. This is a very serious um, piece about the state of Obi-Wan's uh, uh, mind 
in this deep isolation on Tatooine where his only task is to take care of Luke Skywalker from afar and the conflict that he has a little bit with his foster parents, right, um, with Uncle Ben and stuff like this. But to me, the, the biggest takeaway was when you see Jamie's face, when you see him speaking, it's not obvious that he's doing an impression of anybody. He's taking the character, making it his own, and, and doing his own interpretation of this incredible, iconic character, yeah. which to me blew me away, man, because I thought you brought a lot of um, introspection to Obi-Wan, and you felt the, the, the years in isolation on his face. And you felt how that isolation was even clouding his judgment a little bit. And this was all stuff that, you know, has nothing to do with an impression. You know? Right. So to me, it was just one of my pleasant surprises where I was like, holy crap. Same. This Jamie Costa kid can really act. Yeah. I want to ask you guys this, and I actually want to ask you as well and to everybody in the chat and listening. Why do you think Obi-Wan Kenobi, this character in particular, the, the, the Kenobi we know from Revenge of the Sith before we meet him in A New Hope, why do you think that story – was so powerfully supported by the fans. Sure, we want to know, like, what it was like. Is he looking after Luke? Is he going to meet Vader again? Like, what are the things that we all have in our headcanon? But there's something about this particular story that the fans seem to universally want. Do you have any reason why? Do you know why? Do you have any speculation? God, I mean, I've wanted to see it. I just feel like, like you were saying earlier, I mean, he's just been sitting out there for 20 years or whatever mm. and it's this this is post him I mean this is post the Jedi order the a much more elegant time mm. now we're eking into the dark times and he is a little hidden little light the only, one of the last few out there and um, and it's just it's I think it's so cool to see him rediscover purpose and like yeah. and really Hold on to a hope during that, I mean, Tatooine? Yeah. How'd you psych yourself up uh, to play the character? Like, what kind of exercises did you do in your head to get into that headspace? Let me tell you, writing was was so much fun. Being a part of the process and, and doing a lot of the research, not just watching the movies and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. you can definitely get your, you know, a lot of that, a lot from that. But reading the books... Reading and p- picking what you—I mean, some stuff I, you know, looked at, read, and stuff, and you don't pull sure. anything from it. But, but it's the—it's the actual. Just it's for any role I do. I feel like when you just do the work, when you do any kind of prep, you know you've done the prep, and you get to just your your body just digest it. And I think when you just digest enough, you'll you'll be able to spit it out. Um, and if you're you're with the material long enough, um, you just feel the character, and we get to talk the character. We get to talk. What is his psyche? Like you get to talk that out so much. And writing with um, Jason Satterland, especially for the dialogue, um, mm-hmm. that the final uh, stuff, I, that was magical. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's my, some of my favorite things. So we got a lot of the fans uh, here in the chat asking the same question. Um, what's the runtime? If you can say, if you can't say, you can't say. But there, there seems to be a question that everybody's asking. Yeah. I'm not going to give them. I'm not going to give it to him. I'm going to say it's long you enough. You getting it. Long enough. Getting the run I think time. it's long enough, and I think it does the job, and I think it's a fun one, and I think it, it really does what we hoped to set out to do, and I think everyone will be very, very pleased. Yeah, oh, so um, so look, we'll, we'll open uh, – Cody, we'll open up the phone lines in the last 15 minutes. 
if people want to call in. Um, I know we haven't announced this. We might not get anybody. But if you guys want to call in, yeah, we ask can take Jamie, some calls. ask Danny some questions, maybe to inspire your own fan picture. You know, And, and, and like, look, I'm going to you know address something. I see some folks in the thing saying, ooh, this is the Star Wars show. Why are you guys talking about a fan film? Because that because is, we celebrate Star Wars. Because that's what Star Wars is to me. Yeah, you know, Star Wars to me is the most incredible, like platform for imagination and musing and philosophy and all of these beautiful things. This is why Star Wars is Star Wars. This is why I could be doing a million different things, but every Monday, if I'm here, I'm spending an hour talking about Star Wars because it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and Star Wars is a lot bigger than the movies. It's a lot bigger. Look, we're all going to get Rise of Skywalker next week. Okay, that that that's happening. Okay, mm-hmm. some of us are seeing it a few days before. Well, you know, Riley and I will do our review, and hopefully, we love it. You know, right. that's the ultimate fan film, because at this point, let's face it, it's all fan, it, it's all <laughs> fan fiction at this point. You know, so we talk who, about it. I'm sorry, go the, ahead, Daddy. Sorry, whoever's saying that in the chat room, I, just a little personal challenge: see the movie and then come back here and tell me if that makes you excited about Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> if it doesn't, yes. then you're not a Star Wars fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like Danny. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> Danny what doesn't beat her on the bush. Yeah, by yeah. Way. <laughs> Danny was just Star Wars. <laughs> you know, we, and I think it's, it's there's such ownership on Star Wars out there, and I think that's why there is a divisive thing happening sure, online. Sure. Is that people have their head cannon. they have their speculation, they know they want this, they want that, and maybe when they don't get it, you could either be a little disappointed or you could right. be like. You don't have to support it. You don't have to agree with it. Right. But we do like to celebrate, even though, you know, Fernandez and I, we like to debate the F out of it as yeah, well. Yeah, we debate the hell out of it. Because we and have you certain guys, different, different yeah. opinions on it. If you guys it. want to talk Star Wars, we can talk about that last episode of The Mandalorian. What the What F- are you guys <laughs> feeling about? So are you, you're you all caught up on The Mandalorian. Dude, I'm, I'm going to issue so a spoiler alert now right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to issue a spoiler alert because we will talk about episode, was it five? Yeah. Of episode, The Mandalorian. The, the Gunslinger. The Gunslinger. Um, I was a little bit more positive on it as I watched it a second time. The holes really stood out to me on this one. It was really, really difficult to to kind of figure out where they're going now because I feel like we're a little aimless right now. What do you guys feel about it? I've enjoyed the hell out of this series so far. But this one in particular stuck out like a sore thumb to me a little bit. But let me ask you, uh, Jamie, like how do you like the uh, all of it so far? I mean just like a, a short – Review of what you feel of The Mandalorian right now as a whole. I will say it's very enjoyable to watch. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed the film or yeah. the show. And um, and from what I've been told, it's really, it's really neat to see because I was talking with – I shouldn't talk too much about this. But I talked with somebody from Disney who works there and they say – uh, that they give – Lucasfilm and Disney are a little bit different on what they're up to. So I think Lucasfilm does a lot of the shows and movies – or uh, a lot of the shows, games. Mm-hmm. They're not – and but then there's a definite crossover um, of interaction for the movies, the cinematic mm-hmm. universe. Right. Um, so it's interesting to just see it with that in mind. And then I just think that – I think they're doing a really fun job with it. Um, I can nitpick and stuff like that. Um, I do – I do. I think I had a, I had a revelation. I'd love to just shoot oh, a little theory out. Please shoot do. It, shoot it, dude. This is I, what it's all about. I do believe, and I think I've heard it here and on Star Wars theory, uh, the theory about clones mm-hmm. going into Rise of Skywalker. That mm-hmm. this click from Last Jedi. That, yeah, yeah, I that said, was here. That was here. Me, right? me, and me and Nia just talking. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> but you know, from that. I said, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like to say his real name. (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. Um, But that click, Last Jedi, and the 
tons of rays in that click. Yeah. I said, but I never got anything from that. And I got a little bit upset about that cave scene because I didn't get anything from it. Then, you know, I got a theory put out there about, oh, that could be – there could yeah. be clones. Mm-hmm. Then if you match up Shadows of the Empire ideas about there could – that helps support more clone stuff of how they get the Emperor back. I don't know how they'll do it, but right. maybe that's what it is. And we've seen it. It's an established universe that there are clone things going on. Right. Mandalorian might be strategically placed in front of Rise of Jedi, the Rise of the Skywalker, rather, mm-hmm. as Baby Yoda could be a clone. Right. Boba, that theory. Fett, Boba Fett finally showing up, maybe. <laughs> I know. Maybe. They hate the way I say it, but I love it. Do you believe that that last shot we saw – spoilers, everybody, spoilers – that that was Boba Fett walking no, that, up. That's Giancarlo. Uh, I think I think that's Giancarlo. Is, is With the spurs character. and everything, because I heard the spurs. jingle. Spurs. Yes, there I is heard this jingle. I need to jingle. It. I don't remember that. Yeah. The what? I need to rewatch it. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, very at the very end. At the very up, end. You can hear the spurs. Now Giancarlo is, from what we understand, an empire, a remnant of the empire, a grand moth, as it were. So I don't believe there were spurs. However, Boba Fett, his outfit. Boba Fett <laughs> had the Boba. spurs in the Sega. Yeah, and it's Does actually he I heard yeah. it's the same audio used as well. And so, if in fact getting a little interesting on that Boba Fett bet, isn't yep. it, Mister Fernandez? Now we I have a bet that I, oh, yeah. that I got to buy him a pizza. Then Boba here's Fett shows here's up. what's fun. Dude, I'll double down with you on that one, pal. I'm with you, Fernandez. Yeah, yeah there's this, no chance, no. right? This yeah, will yeah. be this will be a very fun. Now, hopefully, they're this smart. Um, this will be a fun credit towards Disney and everybody over at Lucasfilm if that's all in support of the clone idea. Because right. then if Boba Fett is like well, – Ah, <laughs> then what happens if it's a clone of Boba Fett? I think technically you the, win. And that could happen too. It could be a clone of him. But anyways, it supports – If he's in the armor. If it's, if it's a clone, you win the pizza. Now, I think, uh, ah, I think it'll be fun. And my um, old roommate Ben was telling me he's like, man, old I Ben, bet. yeah, that's right, old Ben, old Ben over there on the dune. He was scene. saying that could be the Mandalorian's mentor that we never even know. That's true, but that's true. All that theory, speculations, uh, but it all helps support the Obi Wan Kenobi film or series <laughs> with um, Ewan McGregor. Where they're, how about that? I we've talked about it before. What if? They all interacted again oh, because right. he hates Jedi and they had Attack of the Clones stuff go down. Mm-hmm. So how so like fun would it be to see it full circle right? Like the yeah. and yeah. full circle with clone support of all that talk? How many more episodes are left of this thing? We got three more. That's, That's it? Eight, yeah. Because yeah. we can yeah, see so that six, character. Six, seven, and eight. God, the last so we're three episodes close. are like – but that's – yeah, that's the point. So I did see some – I'm reading some uh, some of the comments in here, you know, and uh, my boy Thrawn, a, a great uh, supporter of the channel here, said, you know, it's about survival and things are – you know, it's not aimless. It's survival. It's going to the next it's step. It's procedural. It's procedural. It feels procedural and to I, me. And I love that, Thrawn, but there is that, which I got from the first four episodes, and then this fifth one hit, and I'm like, I'm still waiting on what is it. What's the what story What is here? the story? Yeah, that's I what I am waiting on as well. Having, uh, you know, I understand we're protecting Baby Yoda at all costs, and we've had some new characters come in and out, but I am wondering what the bigger picture is here, other than just running away from bounty hunters and remnants of the Empire. So mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the question I have that I want answered, and if they're going to you know, take their time on it, that's one thing. I could like episode five a lot more if something is revealed in episode six, but I right. wanted to put it out there to you but guys. But I thought the episode five issue that I had with it was not so much the actual story, because mm-hmm. if you look at the story, the story is actually kind of 
you know, it's a kind of interesting, typical sort of whatever, but it's not it's not a terrible story to the episode. What what I struggle with with this show is the execution of it. Mm-hmm. Like it seems to me like there's a lot of Sesame Street going on in this show. It feels like it, it, it just like it feels like back what do you in the mean, day. Bert? It's just <laughs> what, like the dude? acting, <laughs> the the acting I, of, of like this guy who plays like the guy who's trying to get into the bounty hunter guild. Like I keep waiting for a moment where he actually feels comfortable in that character, and you think it's going to happen after he shoots the other uh, target, and then he's holding Baby Yoda. And, and like the woman, you know, like a gunpoint, and you're like, okay, this scene's actually going to be good, right? And it yeah. was the worst one of them all. I feel like you can you can start the series anytime right now and feel like you didn't miss much. Yeah, um, that's fair. Story wise, yeah, um, it's Tenth really thing. fun. I enjoyed again. The episodes are really fun to watch. They go crazy for the old school way of doing a lot of things, etc. Yeah. Um, How did the nostalgia land on you guys? Because we went back to Mos Eisley. We sat in the uh, in the seat where McClunky happened, where Greedo got blown away <laughs> with, his, with his passing. McClunky! Out, out and out. McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, how long were you waiting for that one, my friend? God bless you, sir. Um, so how did that land on you? Because I enjoyed going back to Mos Eisley. I enjoyed seeing that and feeling that that world again. I did have problems with the actor who portrayed the book. I loved going back to Moss Eisley, but I literally had to, like, rewind the episode and say, are they actually in Moss Eisley? I did, too. I had to see, like, I was like... Because in the second episode, in in the second episode, you think they're in Moss Eisley. think You think they're in Tatooine. Because of Jawas and that specific thing. I mean, the Jawas colonized the galaxy. Sandcrawler, yeah. Well, I think I thought for sure that was. I was like, I wonder if they debated to say it. Mm-hmm. And then said, let's not right? say it. And then later they were you guys, like, out, you guys out there in the chat, the second episode was not in Tatooine, correct? They this, didn't say. So this no. is the first planet. It wasn't planet. Tatooine. No, no, this is the first time. to it. And he's, yeah, this is the first yeah. appearance of Tatooine in, yeah. in, in, in the series. So, and if I'm not mistaken, first time they actually said, Tatooine. here's yeah. a planet, this yeah. one. But, but didn't you tell me that those aren't the same Jawas because their eyes were gold instead of red or yeah, something? Yeah, the Jawas in oh. the episode two have red eyes, and on Tatooine they had yellow. I don't know if it matters or not, but I've always just assumed that there there are species of Jawas, different species or different eyes, whatever you want to call it, on these sand desert kind of planets. So it makes sense to me, and I didn't need to be on Tatooine to have right. a Jawa. Because I've seen Jawas running around before that would not necessarily have to be on Tatooine. Or maybe they do. Maybe there's some sweaties in the canon here that can prove me wrong. Yeah. But I don't know. We did see a do-back again. Yeah, mm-hmm. We got a do-back. <laughs> we I don't need a... any do-backs. Hey, look, the fan service in the episode, I liked seeing the most Eisley Cantina, right? Yep. It's cool to see, oh, haha, I get it. It's a droid bartender. They used to not let droids in. Yep, yep, yep. That's, That's cool to me. I didn't need but that. The problem. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I didn't even it's think about really that. cool. Yeah, I should watch some more Star Wars, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, but if if it's there to serve the story, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's fine. And to me, it wasn't. To me, it was like, hey, everybody, look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah. Because well, and that, the kids sat in Han's chair. Yeah, it's a little. It's a bit much on the nose, right? And I, and I think maybe I wonder if it would serve the story more if we weren't feeling that kind of what's the story because how this is now the second episode for me or maybe even the third where something happens. He needs a planet. He needs to land. He needs help. He needs to get money. He needs to fix the ship. Rinse and repeat. Right. That's what it kind of felt like again. Yeah. So if it was, if it wasn't, ta- or if it, let's say this, if it. 
wasn't that similar kind of thing and story brought him to Tatooine rather than just needing a planet to go to, maybe you'd feel different. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I hear you. I really enjoyed it. It was the problems I had with just story. Again, I, do, I don't know where. We're just going after another person. I'm not really sure how they're connected. I've been waiting for Giancarlo's character to show up ever since episode three, which was by far one of my favorite episodes of all time in Star Wars. One of the – I think a great Star Wars anything. When the Mandalorians show up and help them, this is the way. Learning more about the culture. That's cool. How the Mandalorian makes that choice to save Baby Yoda. That all worked for me. Mm -hmm. And now I've been waiting for the fallout from that rather than just random people keep showing up to try to take him out and nothing really happening other than getting wounded, getting the ship and landing it and needing to take some time to, to, you know, fix it. How much do you guys think that the half-hour runtime kind of messes with that, right? Because there's only so much time you can. Like, I'm, I'm loving Watchmen, right? Oh, yeah. Watchmen uh, is one of the best series of all time. No spoilers yeah. I, because I'm not fully caught up. Oh, boy. Dude, yeah, that's, so, that's, yeah. A, that's a whole so, other I've heard podcast. Good yeah, it's it's incredible. So um, to, to yeah, your point, so, Yeah, Danny, it doesn't – you know, it's a little – you watch Watchmen and there's just – that extra 15 or 20 minutes or whatever it is gives you a lot more meat to work with from a, yeah. from a narrative perspective, right? Yeah, I would say that – for me, I don't even think the runtime would matter because I feel like they it's just – just wrote some more story? Maybe. I mean because I feel like they've already mapped it out. We already know in 30 minutes to 45 to an hour episodes, what have you, I just feel like at this point in episode five and we're still at this particular point in the story, I don't know if a runtime would do any different. I mean maybe we would be a lot further in story. We'd be off and past you know, and – you know, his moth character has been involved in this, but I don't know. But it feels like it's been mapped out on I can't purpose. Help, I can't help to think that we were sold a slightly false bill of goods with this show, just a little bit. I think okay? people – well, we I, made that decision to, because, to say it's Game of Thrones in space and that must be an hour. They never gave us that information. They never gave us that information, but they did tell us that this was the first ever – Live action television show, right? Okay. Now, when they when when, when Star Wars says we're going to make a live action television show for the first time ever, I think it's within reason to make a few assumptions, and I know assumptions are dangerous, right? But it's within reason, okay? I think so. And one of those reasonable assumptions is that it's not a thirty minute show. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just I, like, I agree completely. Because how many thirty minute dramas are out there? Like no, how many, usually in television, right, not many. thirty minutes. <laughs> not thirty comedy. minutes is a comedy. Yeah, it's usually like the dramedy, your entourages, your, your you right. know, like your or your animated series, Rebels, Clone Wars with Dave Filoni. So I right. understood maybe that's where they landed. That's where Look, they wanted yeah. to actually. This is this is kind of like the take, and 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 actually somebody in the office said this, and I'm not going to say exactly who it is because I don't want their Twitter to get destroyed. <laughs> but um, he hates Baby Yoda. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> Baby Yoda is impossible to hate. Impossible. I mean, that's the one thing that you know he's 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 impervious to hate. You yeah. save Baby Yoda at all costs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby Yoda is adorable. Yeah, but I think we can put to bed maybe this is going to be a little bit controversial that Dave Filoni is the savior of the Star Wars brand. I think a lot of people have said that he was the savior, and I think a lot of people now are looking and going, okay. I think that he's getting his legs under him yeah, to be a means, live action director. It's not so easy. Right. It's it not so, so easy. Well, it's funny now that you mention it. Because now I am like, this is kind of like the animate, some it of the is. animated series where it, you don't necessarily go too far each time. 
Right, right. And we love the animated series. Loved it. We love Rebels. But for what it is, it's not necessarily, uh, if there were a critique of story, it's not really giving you a continued story each time and going somewhere. Right, because the dialogue serves a different purpose, right? It's got no subtext. It's got very little nuance. It's all very, it's all very like blatant. Right. Like, hey, I need to go over there and grab that cup because I'm thirsty. You know, like it's not like, oh, look, look at that cup. Does it have water in it? You know, like it's like it's it seems like it's written a little bit like a kid's television show. I was told uh, they that Disney is trying to and this is not a good or bad thing. I'm not saying. Yep. But I, 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 was, I heard that they're trying to make it very distinct. The show universe versus the movie universe. Mm. Period. Okay. Yeah. The look and the feels, everything. Um, and so I, I find that interesting. Um, and I think that helped me realize the look and feel of tattooing because I was like – having done a Kenobi short reel just recently, we were like, oh, you know, scouting everything, trying mm-hmm. to make sure everything's perfect. I was like, eh, you know, from what I would understand, those those sand guys would be more in the Jedlin yep. Wastelands and stuff Cody, like that. And, Cody, and, do we have a caller? No calls. No caller, right? Oh, oh. There we go. Yeah, we do. We do, we have, do a have a caller. That's You're exciting. on rule of two. What's your name? What's your question? My name is Kimberly. I'm calling from Seattle, Washington. Hey, Kimberly from Seattle. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Awesome. What's your question? Well, it's more of a comment on the last episode of Mandalorian, and I know that uh, it's getting a lot of hate, but I thought it was a fantastic episode, and the fact that we see Mandalorian accepting his responsibility of this child and knowing what he has to do as far as being a father. That's a good – hey, um, I, I, I can see but, that now and I can understand but, you liking but, it. Go, but, Fernandez. But, but just to, just to uh, um, push back just a little bit on that point. Now, if that's – the Mandalorian is embracing this thing as a father, mm-hmm. okay? He's pretty quick to go grab this bounty and take this, this, this fool that he knows nothing about to travel halfway across Tatooine to bring in a bounty and leave Baby Yoda – yeah. With like some completely random stranger and a bunch of these little mech droids, right? Yeah, so, that, that really so a lot of faith got in Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. that, that really got me with the character of the Mandalorian. Yeah. So, so For what are your thoughts leave, about that, Kimberly? Leave Baby Yoda kind of unattended. He's um, okay. Yeah, he didn't yeah. read what to expect or not expecting, right? He, I, obviously. Yeah. Sorry, Kimberly, go for it. New da- no, sorry. He's a new dad. So I think right. he's just, <laughs> I you love know, that. with new parents. I. I'm not a parent, but I am an aunt, and I've seen, like, the struggles that you go through being a new parent, mm. you know? Like, they, somebody just trying to find somebody to watch the kid for an hour, trying to get a job and provide for your kid is difficult. So yeah. that's where I'm coming from is, like, okay, yeah, he had to go do this mission, but he went to, for the money. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to help this guy. It's a great point, Kimberly. Thank you very much for your your call. call, Uh, I can see that, too. I like putting it in the guise of, like, what we can understand. The Mando is a father right now, and it's like he's tired and the kid's peeing all over the place, and he put the kid down and walked away. I mean, sure, I can see a little bit about that. I'm looking at the chat, though, saying that this kind of idea of, like, accepting responsibility – Kind of happened a couple episodes ago, right? I, I don't know what you guys yeah, think of yeah, that. Yeah, that's when he went to go get him is when that happened for me. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. could be another level to that. But, yeah, that's what I was going to – I was just going to think as well. It's like, well, we've kind of seen that step. We've kind of seen it, but, um, you know, to each their own. And I think because there's so many wonderful things that I got from the episode, 
Um, I love that Kimberly liked this episode yeah. as well. Yeah. You're on Rula too. What's your name? What's your question? Hey, you guys. This is uh, Jason Tucker from Denver. Hey, Jason from Denver. What's your question today? Hey, uh, real quick, man. You guys do uh, some amazing creative work. You brought on two guests that are doing some amazing creative work. Um, we're talking about the Mandalorian, which is amazing and creative. Um, but I do kind of share with uh, Fernandez's critique. Loves uh, the Mandalorian, but I feel like it's against the backdrop of the Game of Thrones and the House of Cards and the, um, the all of the amazing television. And I think one of the things that I'm keep hearing, and I feel it myself, is that the writing isn't quite as sharp and maybe sophisticated as it could be, you know, given the current state of television and. I'm just wondering what you all's take on that is. Yeah, I think man. a lot of critiques that I have have to do with character choice choices and character motivations and characterizations. One of the big things that I have as a challenge so far is I don't really know what, like, why I should root for the Mandalorian right now. Like, what is he good at? What is the thing that I can identify with him as a character? There's a lot of plot stuff, but it doesn't seem like the characterization is really there. Yeah. And I kind of feel like uh, maybe like a writer's room for season two could really help because it sounds like there's like Favreau and, and Peloni and maybe one other person, but I think a lot of that could be worked out with a couple other people. The pressure test. Right. You know, yeah, man. Jake. On the storytelling. Cool, thank, man. Thank you very much for your call. I yeah, have some thanks, thoughts Jason. about this real quick. Yeah, you know, I, I at least want to bring up this. This is a very, the very first live action Star Wars series we've we've ever seen, yep. right? Yep. And that maybe, you know, some feel sold a, a, a bill of goods that wasn't exactly what we it was advertised. It was a shorter episode. We don't know. I think that Lucasfilm is listening very intently right now. And I wanted to put it out there about the idea of a Kenobi series, Cassian Andor series, whatever else is coming in the future, do you think it will be longer? But it's, I think to that point, but, we are gonna get they are finding their ways right now but, but, in a way that but to this is call, different. But to this caller's point, I think this caller kind of hit it like like yeah. on the head, and it's a pretty obvious take if you think about it. And and he's absolutely right. the The standard of quality of what people are putting out there on television right now is so high. Okay, things have changed so much yeah. that when you look at this show, and we kept hearing you know hearing ten million dollars an episode. Okay. Ten million dollars an episode. Where, 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 where's the money? It looks good. It's a good. Oh, it's show. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For ten million dollars, mm-hmm. I did question. Um, a I lot mean, look of at this. what you guys did. Okay. For twenty million. Fifty million. Whoa, you guys. You made something. A fan film for a hundred million dollars. But look, I think it goes back. I think it goes back to what we talked about last week. And if Star Wars is embracing this, and this is the reality that we live in in Star Wars, then I'm okay with it. But ultimately, Star Wars, just like George Lucas told us all at Star Wars Celebration in 2016 in Orlando, I believe it was, mm. um, Star, I made Star Wars for 12-year-olds. Yeah. And if, if Star Wars is indeed for 12-year-olds and, and Lucasfilm is embracing that on the live-action television side, then it makes everything 
uh, uh, fit and make sense around what the Mandalorian is. There's a yes. lot of smart 12-year-olds these days, though. Yeah, fair enough. 12-year-olds are a lot more mature but, these days. But you can see as a 12-year-old looking at that show right. how you would perceive it differently than, yeah. than, than we're agree. watching I mean, that's fair. I mean, look, I, it sounds like I don't like the show. I absolutely really enjoy the show. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'll I, say this. My buddy doesn't have Disney+. Plus. He's like, everybody's freaking out about the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what's it about? And I couldn't answer that question. Like, what is the actual story? Yeah. Right? And that's kind of my problem. It's, it's, I should be able to, what's Star Wars about? The first trilogy, it's very easy. It's this guy, he's right. orphan, right? Yeah. I can't do that with this. It's, well, he kind of has a parental need to help out this baby Yoda, which we don't really know what it is yet, blah, blah, blah. But, like, what is the actual arc? I don't know what it is. You know, Dan, I, I think I was with – I'm with you now after this episode um, more so than I was because I would say, well, it's about him you know, embracing his past, embracing the culture, and then walking away from that for the better good of protecting the unknown because he doesn't know what this is, right? The calling he doesn't know of this The calling of this new creature. It's, it's powerful. It's magical. He doesn't – he's not aware of the force. So this was something very confusing to him. But then this last episode happened and I'm like, well – Okay, like what? Like I thought we would get more, so I'm a little less um, on that because it's him protecting Baby Yoda, and I've seen some people in the chat saying, "Hey, you can uh, y- you're bringing up like the old Hulk series where the Hulk wanders the highway and, to heaven, you know," and I like that, and um, you know that teach their own, right? Yeah. Teach their own thing and enjoying this. For me, this one episode took me back just a bit, where I'm like, I do want more because I do want to be able to so- say. It's about his culture and this and that and fill in a little bit more blanks. So, look, I want to uh, – you know, we're, we're out of time here, but I want to do a few things before we leave, okay? Number one, I want to roll the trailer one last time. Okay. okay I want to roll it one last time. We've still got 600 people in the chat room. Maybe there's a few that didn't see it, so I want to roll it one last time. Number two, the next time you hear a rule of two, we would ha- – we – I guess not because Monday – all right, so full transparency. Monday, I'm going to the premiere, Okay. You're, a week from today? A week from today. You son of a... Okay. Yeah. You're seeing it Tuesday. Oh, I am. Okay, yeah. cool. Then Tuesday, <laughs> you and I are going to go see it again. Well, first time for me. First time for yeah. you. So next Monday's show, maybe we talk... I don't know what we talk about. But we, look, we could talk about Jedi Fall in Order. Uh, Fall in Order. You I finally played, played through I it. I played through it. Um, that's a great story. Have you guys played this game? I, I started, but I, I just haven't sat down with it too it's long. It's tough. It's a grind. It's a tough game. A lot of Zelda, a lot of Breath of the Wild kind of like stuff before you get to the story stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of nav puzzle grinding. But man, it's but good. I like it. What a, what a, a, a very cool story. A very cool story. I'd love to do a whole episode talking about the Fallen Order story. So maybe I'll wait until you play it. Maybe we'll do that next setting year. Setting's no, yeah. I like the setting a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. The I graphics are gorgeous. The the uh, the Jedi combat's incredible. There's a lot to like about that game. Yeah. A lot to like about that game. Yeah. But look, without further ado, let's play it one more time, Cody. The trailer for the new Kenobi fan film. Uh, Danny... Thank you so much for being on the show. After that, uh, after we play this, I have a Star Wars themed gift for you guys. If I okay, okay, so we'll do that. So oh. we'll do the so we'll do the gift, and then we'll call it out. Okay. Okay. So you want to do the gift right now, and then we'll end with the trailer. Is that what you like? Let's do the trailer first. Let's do the we'll trailer do the trailer first. first, Cody. Roll it. You're as foolish as your dead religion. You think you're protecting him? You're putting him in danger, Ben. And not just him. 
You can't avoid the Empire the rest of your life. Hello there. We're back. <laughs> and we are back. <laughs> we Thank are you for back. that, guys. Uh, and so we are going to end it here. But, Danny, you have something for us. I'm very excited about this. I have no idea what it is. Mark Fernandez, <laughs> our guests are giving us presents. Yeah. Yeah. So I love this. You guys give uh, people, you know, everybody in the chat room, everybody watching. I am a huge consumer of Collider videos. Thank you and very much. Thank thanks. you. It's just a, a thank you. Uh, thank you. Fans like us. Oh, fans I appreciate like it, man. So we have uh, – Skywalker wine. Oh, oh, look at that. Oh, oh, oh. All right. <laughs> you, know uh, me, you know me, don't you? Oh, right. look at that. I got you a shard, and I got you a pinot. This is made on Skywalker Ranch. Wow, oh, my the, God. The real yeah. so there you go. The real Thank deal. you so much. If you don't wow. drink, you can re-gift it. Uh, no. Oh, I, uh, t- my reputation hasn't preceded me here because I am a huge wino, okay. and that uh, nobody is going to be getting this except my belly. So, <laughs> wow. thank you very thank you much, so much Danny. Yeah, thank you guys. Danny, awesome. I really appreciate right you coming you and be on the Jamie. show. Jamie, as always, thank you very much, my friend, for joining us here. Kenobi, a fan film. Jamie, where can they find it after uh, after when it debuts? When you make that announcement. Yes, the Jamie Costa YouTube channel. Okay, where Jamie. you can find that Han Solo one from way back too. And where can they follow you on Twitter? At Danny, do you have a social media? No social media, buddy. God I'm bless dark. you. Can I join How you? How cool is that? Can you I don't please? have social media. You found the project because of you guys. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's oh. awesome. Well, so uh, at Jamie Costa on Twitter, what is it? Uh, at Costa James on Twitter, and Costa then James just on Jamie Twitter. Costa everywhere else. Just yeah, regular old Jamie go, Costa. Go, go, uh, go! Check out the trailer if you want to watch it again. Um, there's a lot of little cool little Easter eggs hidden in there mm-hmm. at Jamie's uh, YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, and the link is in the description. Follow Jamie for more updates. We'll obviously be talking about it here when it comes out. Maybe we'll do a full review. Anyway. We're going to keep talking Star Wars fan films on this channel. We're big supporters of Jamie. We're supporters of Star Wars Theory. We're supporters of everybody that's trying to go out there and tell their own Star Wars stories because that's ultimately what we want to do as well. So, Absolutely. So, guys, thank you very much for joining us here. It's been Episode 70 of Rule of Two. Remember, if you want to go to HeroesVillains.com, get some cool Star Wars swag, some Batman Joker stuff, some Star Trek, put Rule 10 on checkout and you get 10% off. So thank you to Heroes and Villains. That's Heroes Villains. Dot com. I'm at Riley Around on Twitter. That's at Mark Fernandez on Twitter. We'll see you on an all-new episode of Rule 2 next week. Rise. Orangutans. They're beautiful, playful, and majestic, and disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan. But we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. There's an underdog story happening today in America. Small businesses are fighting to make a comeback, but in the moment they have the least, they're giving the most. They're rallying communities and neighborhoods, yet asking for little in return. Well, it's time we gave back. Small Unites is making it simple for everyone to take action and support the small businesses that unite us all. Find out how you can donate, shop, and share today at smallunites.org. 